Welcome to Multifamily AP 360, the show where we discuss 360-degree views on mindset, passive, and active multifamily investment. If you're looking for tips and strategies, or just want to learn from the experiences of others, both good and bad, then listen on. This is Multifamily AP 360 with your host, Ramakrishna Chunchu. Today's our guest is Pancham Gupta from Results Capital. Welcome back, Pancham. Thank you, Rama, for having me. Always good to be with you. Yeah, thank you. And a little bit about Pancham. Pancham is the co-founder and principal of Results Capital. Pancham has a master's in information networking in computer science from Carnegie Mellon University. He has bought and invested in properties in five different states and internationally. Pancham is great at finding value propositions and has successfully built a portfolio that is cash flowing in double digits. Is a co-founder of the multi-family mastermind NYC group. So with that, Panjam, you want to add anything? Any new stuff? No, it's all good, man. Uh, you covered it well. Uh, yeah, you know, right now, just one thing I would add is that I actually moved to Orlando now. Uh, I was in New York for 20 years and I'm, I'm in Florida now. So that's one big change. So did you start any mastermind group there? Or still running Not- the IC group? Yeah, not yet. Not yet. I am thinking about it. But you know, I've been trying to settle down first and then then potentially I will do one. Okay, cool. So as per Pancham, who is Pancham? Share me a little bit about more about Pancham. Sure. You know, uh, to add to on top of what you have already mentioned, I graduated from CMU. I, came, I grew up in India, came here in 2003 graduated i wanted to always go back and you know in 2009 and 10 i had sold everything to move back to uh india and start something on my own over there but then you know we did decided to stay here my wife found out that you know we found out that we we were expecting a baby and in 2011 we decided you know that um we want to just stay here in this uh, country and I started investing in this uh in the US in 2011 and 12 and slowly started and built built up my portfolio from single family homes duplexes triplexes in five different states and eventually decided to quit my job to um do real estate full time and uh also thought that you know it's not really scalable to buy single family homes and and keep doing that and it was taking too much time so wanted to scale up so we started a syndication company to to get um to get to the next level really so um so yeah since 2017 we've been uh me and my partner uh we are busy with uh, mrs capital uh you know, we've, we've done 10 syndications uh, so far. We've uh, done full cycle on five deals and uh, looking for more. And market has been really tough right now. So we've been kind of on the sidelines in 2022. We didn't do any deal. Cool, cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your background. So apart from investing and personal side, what do you like most? What do you enjoy? Oh, I'll, I'm, I'm learning golf right now. Uh, so I've been trying to do that and and, um so that's one and then you know second thing is that i like to do something active like you know going out on a hike or 
you know, whether it's just working out in the gym or or going for a bike ride, any of those, anything active, I, I like that. So cool. Good. Yeah. So you, you like cricket also? Oh yeah, I, I I like cricket, but since I moved to US, I have not. Yeah, I've not really played much. You know, I've I've followed I follow you know a bit online, but really don't do much with cricket. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I watch NFL today. You know, we're recording this uh, on a Super Bowl weekend, uh, which is this week Sunday, and my kids are really uh, into that so we, we're gonna watch that together okay okay cool awesome so what's the meaning of life for you Pancham? meaning of life that's a very deep question rama so i wish you had told me that before so that i prepared but you know uh let me think so meaning of life for me really is to live it to the fullest and add as much value to the people around you, to the community around you so that, you know, you make it a better place from where you have, you know, uh, found it to when you leave, you, you've made it a better place. So that's uh, really in a nutshell is min- meaning of life for me to, to be happy and to live your life to the fullest and, you know, add value to the people around you and 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 you know uh uh keep working hard towards that goal got it got it so what's your goal or what's your purpose my purpose that's again a very deep question (laughs) i i would say you know that has really evolved over time um many you know over years and i still refine it uh the purpose for me is really to be the best, uh, you know, dad I can be and to be the best husband I can be and best per- person in the society as a part of this part of the society and, and really uh, goes down to the meaning of life is to kind of create that happy medium where uh, you, you you do what you like and then uh as a result as an as a as a effect of that you make the world the better place you know whether you know you people think of things uh which are grand uh when 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 i say you know when people think of making the world a better place but you don't have to think of the entire world the world around you whosoever is around you you know uh you you make it better for them you know in our case we make it better for uh on our business side for the people who are living in on our properties or you know when it comes to personal side whether it's friends family really um be there for them right and uh and same thing for the kids and 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 my wife so yeah really that's uh that's what i would say is is uh, is the meaning awesome. and the purpose yeah yeah nice and uh, you might have faced a lot of challenges or you know uh last few years are over over your life so what is your mindset process what what is your thinking process of ch- um, facing those kind of challenging situations see that well, we have faced a lot of challenges in the business and before business when i was working at a you know w2 job there were a lot of challenges there and then the process of quitting itself was a challenge in its you know in, in itself so um 
I would say like, you know, my philosophy around that is like, you know, to catch the bull by the horns, like, you know, really face it head on and uh, whatever resources, whatever is needed to to get that to the next, uh, to, to the solution or the to make it easier or less challenging, uh, you know, we do that. So uh, I can speak to a lot of things that happen at work or, you know, quitting my job or you know, we had one very challenging property in the middle of COVID. Uh, when COVID had hit, you know, people didn't know whether we will get rents or not, right? If you remember, or not only that, we, you know, people, our, our property managers were not going on the property because everyone was very fearful and a lot of tenants stopped paying rent as well. And, you know, what happened was there was there were a lot of vacant units and we had a backup. Uh, so we, you know, to cut the long story short, we we had to kind of fly um, during COVID when no one was flying to to the property and make sure that everything was, uh, you know, under control. And we, we did that, you know, uh, in the middle of COVID, June, July, August. I don't remember exact month, but then there were three people on the plane. So I, I remember those days, entire empty airport with three people on the plane and uh, it was it was hard. Um, so that, you know, again, we did that because it was a challenge that we had to overcome and, and we did that. So, uh, you know, my, my philosophy around that is to really take the challenge and, and just run with it and, you know, uh, and you become a better person as a result of that. And that I would say every challenge that we have, faced that has made us into a better uh, person better syndicator better you know uh, whatever that challenge uh, happens to be so thank you for sharing that uh, would you share any one example from personal side also personal side i can share uh, quitting my job uh, you know that example was quite challenging given that i had a very high paying job with very good benefits and you know i was flying business class whenever wherever i was going i had all these hotel points and the uh, flight points and a very high paying job with amazing benefits and you know uh, so everything was great you know if you really think about from what people call American dream, like, you know, it was, it was good, but it was very hard. Like I was not really uh, satisfied with it, you know? So I, my, my parents, my, my wife, everyone was kind of against me quitting my job and it became really hard for me to, to quit my job. And I actually had to hire a personal coach, mindset coach to get, uh, to help me quit my job and, uh, and it wasn't easy. I still remember the day I went to my wife and said, hey, uh, you know, I want to hire a coach to help me quit my job. And she was like, the what? What do you want to do? You want to pay someone to to actually help you how to not make money? Uh, she's like, just go out and quit. You know, you don't have to pay someone to help you quit. I'm like, you know, it was not that easy. It's not that easy. So you know, for me, I had to get through that, all the programming that we had in our mind about, uh, you know, as growing up, I had to undo all of that and, and uh, you know, face that challenge and actually eventually quit. Okay. okay. Cool. Thank you. So why you selected apartment side? So any specific reason? So you have background in computer science and, you know, 
IT portion? What is the reason behind? Yeah, no, I think that was very organic, I would say, because when I started investing in 2011-12, I gravitated towards real estate. I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant, uh, very highly recommended books, I would say, if, if you have not uh, read those books. But so I gravitated towards that. And, you know, slowly I started enjoying it so much that, you know, I decided that, you know, um, this is the way to go. And that's how we stayed uh, into residential uh, real estate, which is apartments, which is just more scalable thing. So, yeah, I wouldn't say that I picked it. It was just a natural organic growth, uh, I would say. Got it. Got it. So let's jump into our current market situation. So what's your take on current market situation? How you're seeing like lending market or uh, real estate market? What's your plan for next 12 to 18 months? Yeah, so markets, let's talk about markets, right? Like overall um, geopolitical, you, you can talk from all the macros that are happening in the world to, you know, drill it down. So I, I would say that mar- right now the market environment is very, very challenging to invest. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the there is a lot of uncertainty out there with the geopolitical risk from all the war that is happening between Russia, Ukraine to, you know, uh, the inflation, you know, we were in the most inflationary environment in last 40 years, which is coming down now. But there is a lot of uncertainty around rates, like interest rates, how far Fed will go, whether they will break something and pull pull it down or whether they will bring a very uh, the next biggest recession since 2008 who knows right so i think the given the rates uh, that uncertainty around rates and and the markets uh, equity markets if you look at that right before the fed meeting uh, like until end of last year, which was December, they were all going down thinking that the inflation is not under control and you know the Fed is going to continue being hawkish and keep increasing the rates. And when they increase the rates, you know, everyone gets hurt, like, you know, in a way that anyone who has kind of dead, all these zombie companies out there who cannot even service their debt with the cash flow that they're getting, um, they will eventually go bankrupt once they run out of cash, right? So, but we have not seen any bankruptcies or anything uh, out there. You know, it's still going fine. And everyone thinks that, you know, the impact of rate increases has not come into effect yet. It's going to take some time, right? Um, That's one school of thought. The other school of thought is that, oh, no, you know, everything has happened already. and, And, you know, Jerome Powell's speech last time, he actually said that disinflationary process has started and, you know, they're going to continue um, watching the data but and see how, how, how it goes. Uh, but then you look at the unemployment report that came out, right? It was the job report was all time, like 60, 50 years low. I don't know, uh, you know. So the labor market is still very strong. Economy is strong, but Fed wants to weaken it and it's not getting done. So there is a lot of uncertainty around that. So I would say that, you know, currently, like as far as Mises Capital and your other questions on, you know, what is our outlook? Uh, we are we are very opportunistic, like we are we are looking very aggressively. But again, we don't want to do a deal for the sake of 
doing a deal um you know last year we were under contract on a deal which we walked away from and we lost a uh, quite a bit of uh, money that we had put as a deposit um and the reason we did that was because of all the uncertainty that was there and we didn't want to do a deal to do a deal so we we are you know right now really carefully watching and and putting out offers but no one wants to sell it to us at the price we want to buy so it's been quite uh, slow uh, for us overall right now got it so there is another perspective right demand and supply so what's yeah. the take on that you know that point no so demand and supply that that's a very good point right so the, there is a lot of uh housing shortage in a way right and what was happening is that in during pandemic when pandemic had hit there was uh, house prices went up during this time right the reason was that a lot of people didn't want to move because of the pandemic and there was a lot of uh, very less inventory in the market and people who wanted to move they wanted to buy something and they had a lot many people buying a lot fewer stuff uh, right yeah. so what what happened now is that the rates have gone up and people who want to sell they're not selling because they're like oh i'm not going to go into a 3% uh, like I, i'm not going to leave my 3% mortgage to go into a 7 or 6% mortgage right so because of that it's a different reason but the inventory is still low so yeah. uh, but people who want to buy they they can't uh, they don't have enough uh, stuff to look at to buy so i would say the demand is more than supply and that's keeping the prices high enough where they are uh, but i would also say that there is a lot of because of all this shortage in demand construction companies and all that they started building uh for last two years and it's under process and uh, th- there's a lot of stuff that is getting built which is going to get delivered in 2023 2024 uh where you will see that the hopefully the demand side the supply side will kind of uh be more than the demand or or kind of balance out a little bit in tw- like end of 2023 2024 i was re- reading a report just in rale area where you live uh, rama i i think about i was told uh, about 16000 units are coming online in next 12 yeah. to 18 months that is a massive number 16000 units is just a mind boggling number if you really think about it in order to absorb those many units you the existing properties may have to drop their rent so they may have to give concessions uh you know depending on how many people are going to move and number of jobs that are going to get created so you know one school of thought is that there are more people who are moving than the number of units getting delivered so it's going to be still lower than what you think they they would need the other school of thought says that uh you know what yeah now people are going back to work and it's not as many people moving as they were moving before and the supply with the rates being so high and all that it's going to stay stagnant and going to bring bring down prices i don't know if you followed the earnings report of all the big home builders they had very very high cancellation cancellation rates of all the people who were who were going to buy the home in next 10 they, they had booked the home like you know they had given deposits yeah. but they canceled their contracts so uh 
that is kind of a leading indicator in a way that what is about to come in 10 months or so. So again, to going back to your question, demand and supply, I would say as of right now, demand outstrips supply for sure. And that's why the prices, you will not see them falling anywhere. And whether this equation will change or not, I don't know. I mean, the time will tell. But my feeling is that, you know, it has to come to uh, a certain, uh, you know, there has to be a balance. So we'll see where it shakes out. Yeah. So during this kind of uncertain times, how exactly you make decisions? You are your team. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So what the way we are making decisions is it's actually very, very simple. We are we are trying to stay in the good areas and that we have done always. We don't want to go into a very tertiary place. But what we are doing is we know exactly how kind of what kind of operations we can run or how we can run our operations at this point right and given this inflationary environment and all that so we are looking at properties where we can achieve uh operational efficiencies and also uh, you know do the better management and get the uh, uh rents higher uh, that way, right? You know, where uh, do do manage it operationally well, and also add value to the units, increase the rents, know know your market, and, and then just buy those properties. So we are we are really chasing basis and value right now, rather than growth. Uh, you know, we are not pricing in a lot of rent growth, but we are pricing in anyone who is going to be able to run their properties nicely and tightly are going to come out positive overall. So that's what our our goal is wherever we we are only focusing on properties where we think we can run it really tight and at the same time increase the value by uh, increasing rents because they are lower uh, in that sub-market. So so that's what we are doing. Great. Yeah, thank you. And you you mentioned like one of the deals you backed out. So share me like what is the reason and why you backed out, you know, what perspective you backed out, you know? Yeah, no, it's very simple. The reason we backed out on that deal was at that time, the rates had started going up and we were, uh, so our debt was not the same what we thought it would be, number one. And number two, even if we would have been able to get the debt, which we were getting uh, maybe slightly higher rate, but we felt that we were overpaying for the property. So um, we didn't want to overpay for something where, you know, doesn't matter how much value you add, you probably, it's going to take long time to recoup that loss uh, loss in value. So to give you an example, we were, uh, we were under contract to buy that property, let's say $215,000 per door. And if you were to buy that property today, it's probably not more than one seventy-five thousand per door. So, so that's almost forty thousand per door uh, difference, right? And uh, that property approximately was two hundred doors. I don't remember exactly, but two hundred times forty thousand is eight million dollars. So, for you to be able to add so much value, where you know it 
you would have to add $8 million worth of value to the property to just break even. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we just didn't want to do that. So that's, that's, uh, that's why we backed out. Cool. Cool. So, yeah. So any personal habits that are helping you to be successful? Uh, personal habits, I would say is that, you know, I recently moved to Orlando. So my routine, I was pretty big on savers routine in the morning. I have not been able to to do that since I moved uh, regularly but that's one thing that I do and I, I used to do but I'm going to con- start doing again and the other thing is that really uh, doing some kind of physical activity to keep your mind sharp and, and body sh- you know uh, agile so that's uh, that's what I would say cool so any one personal decision or any like learning that impacted your life positively? Personal decision was, I would say the biggest one was like hiring a mindset coach. Like, you know, I would say a lot of different coaches over time was probably a good decision overall because they have, if I really look back, uh, those investments have really taken me to the next level, whatever the level was at that time to the next level that uh you know in life or or business cool and how can listeners can connect with you sure they can reach out to me on social media i'm on linkedin facebook um you know we also have engineers guide to investing uh, which is really good i've spent some lot of my learning for last you know i would say 10 years is in that guide. If you want that, you can go go to mesoscapital.com forward slash download and download that. Cool. Thank you very much, Pancham. Thanks. That's the end of this episode of Multifamily AP360, but we'd love to continue to help you on your journey. Head to ushacapital.com slash podcast to join our email list for more tips and strategies. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is Multifamily AP 360 with Ramakrishna Chunchu. We'll see you next time.